Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. Um, on this podcast, um, I'm going to be looking at uh, some strategies for teaching students Um, so as some of you might know that there's a wide range of strategies that are available to support uh, the teaching and the learning of students with ASD. Um, some of them include visual support, structured learning environments, um, different technologies, um, sensory consideration, and applied behavior analysis or ABA. Um, and while they're all really beneficial to supporting our young learners, in this podcast, um, I'll be concentrating mostly on structured learning environments. So my background in teaching is in the primary division, mainly in kindergarten classrooms, um, as an ECE, an early childhood educator, as well as um, a teacher. Um, and I have seen how beneficial a structured learning environment can be. Um, on the success of not only my neurodiverse learners, but also the neurotypical students in the classroom. Um, and the reason why I put this strategy on the top of my list is because um, the strategy can be done with little or no resources. And let me tell you, the budget, my school budget for the year in a kindergarten classroom doesn't go very far when you have to purchase your own paper towel and tissues for 28 students. So, you know, you don't really need any money to implement um, a structured learning environment. Um, and also, I'm a, a neurodiverse learner, um, and I've always found that a predictable schedule and consistency in my educators um, has always brought the best out of me. Um, like, I'm sitting in my office right now, and I had to tidy up my office before I was able to give 100%, like, concentrate 100% on the writing of this podcast. And I'm a grown-up, so I'm able to know that those are my triggers. So, you know, working with small kids, they don't know that their their environment, when it can be, like, a little messy or it's not structured or consistent, how it really takes them out of that, you know, 100% learning um, zone. So when I'm talking about structured learning environments, what I mean is um, having expectations that are clear and consistent for students. So some examples of structuring the learning environment might be providing clear task expectations. So in kindergarten, this would sound like me telling or reminding my students at the water table. Um, you know, the water needs to stay in the table. And if it doesn't, then you're going to have to stop what you're doing, get the mop, mop up your mess because someone might hurt themselves. So, you know, giving those students, um, you know, the expectations for the water table and, you know, any consequences that might come along with it before they start playing um, really helps them in their play and knowing what you want from them. Um, I also think it's very important to introduce new and unfamiliar tasks um, in the classroom. So if I'm putting out a new activity, I can't just, I don't feel like a lot of the materials I put out, the students can just go play with them. I need to give them some rules and expectations, like what they can do with the materials, what they can't do with the materials. Um, you also need to establish, and I think this is very important, even in kindergarten, is establish, establish, 
establishing rules and um, schedules for your students. So I know kindergarten is play-based and um, I believe in the play-based curriculum, but I also believe that there needs to be structure within um, the kids' day and they need routine. So for example, they know, they knew, they come into the classroom, uh, you hang up your belongings, you drop off your mailbag, you sign in, and you find a book at the carpet and you read till the announcement. It was the same every day. It never changed. The only thing that changed was the amount of clothes they had to take off. So in the spring, it was just a spring jacket. In the winter, they had a lot more to take off and hang up. So um, those routines really help students know what's coming next. Um, one of the biggest, biggest things um, for students with ASD is providing warnings be between transitions. There's nothing like not giving your students any warning and then telling them, oh, it's time to clean up, we're, we're having snack, or it's, oh, it's time for lunch. You need to give them proper warnings before transitions. Um, so five more minutes guys, four more minutes. I like to put a countdown timer on my smart board in the class so the students could see um, the red part of the clock start disappearing so they knew how much longer they had to play. Um, and sometimes things come up, like gyms canceled one day, um, and this can really set off students in the classroom, not only students with ASD, but even neurotypical students, especially in kindergarten, they're very young. So they might be excited for gym, you get a call, gym cl class is canceled, oh my goodness. Um, so what I used to like have, I'd stop the students and we'd come to the carpet and we'd discuss um, when I found out that, you know, gym's going to be canceled, we'd look at our visual schedule and we'd talk about what we would like to do instead of gym. And they would get a couple of options. We could either continue playing, we could go outside, I could take them to the gym. Um, and we'd discuss as a class and change our visual schedule, um, which helped um, my students with ASD, but it also helped the younger students in my class understand what was going on. Um, oh, and having specific places where materials are stored. Oh my gosh. In kindergarten, this, even grade one, it's so helpful to have pictures of where these things belong. Or you just get bins of mixed up toys, nothing's organized. And then you're spending after school or before school trying to sort if you don't have, you know, daycare in your class or the why in your class before and after school. Um, so big, big thing, a place for everything and everything in its place. And starting from day one, showing students what that looks like and your expectations of them. So when you're done with an activity, you put it back in the bin, you put it on the shelf or whatever it may be. So you have a nice clean learning environment where there's not a lot of visual distractions for your students. So um, developing as much consistency as possible in the environment, the schedule, and uh, your instructional approaches provides structure and routine that can increase the comfort levels and reduce anxiety of students with ASD and for the rest of the students in the classroom. So if they know what is expected of them and you're consistent with it they're they're they aim to please they're gonna they're gonna try their best to 
um, you know, follow the rules in the classroom and, uh, and, uh, yeah. So thanks for listening to my podcast and, uh, I look forward to posting another one of these. Cheers.